Welcome to Blind Guys Chat, where this guy, Oren O'Neill. Hello. And this guy, Jan Bloom. Hello. And this guy, Stuart Lawler. Hello. Talk about the A to Z of life. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 50 of Blind Guys Chat. Thank you for listening in to us. We really do appreciate your support. A little bit of good news. You've probably heard already that uh, Blind Guys Chat has been nominated for Best Podcast in the Entertainment section for the Irish Podcast Awards, which uh, will take place in September. But you have your opportunity to vote for us for Best Podcast of the Year. And we've set up a tiny URL link for you to go to and give us your number one vote. So, if you could go to tinyurl.com forward slash vote for BGC, that'd be great. I'll give that again. It's tinyurl, T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot com, C-O-M, forward slash vote for, V-O-T-E-F-O-R-B-G-C, as in blind guys chat. And if you could give us your number one vote, that'd be brilliant. It will help us uh, perhaps win the best podcast of the year. We don't know, but if you give us your vote, we'll we'll see where we go. So on to this week's show. It's episode 50 and we thought we'd reminisce a little bit. But unfortunately, the two guys haven't showed up. So uh, Jan, he's on his holidays in the Netherlands. We think he's up in the Dutch Caribbean somewhere. Stuart is at home in his penthouse and he's having words with the painters because they have not painted his new apartment the way he wanted it. He wanted to be puce pink, but uh, no, apparently they've done yellow and purple, but he's not happy about that. So he's having arguments with the staff and with the painters. So it's up to me to run today's show. But luckily, what I've decided to do is do a little reminisce. And we're going to have a look back at some of the episodes that we have produced and published uh, over the last uh, year or two. So we hope you enjoy it. And I'm going to kick off with, I don't know if any of you remember, but a certain person said he would do the body coach after Roisin Lenehan gave us an interview about the body coach. And Stuart said he'd go and do it, but... I don't think he did. Guys, are we are we recording? No, no, not sure. No. I I'm I I I don't know how to say this, but I I do need to say something before we start the show before we go on air. Okay. Um I I didn't do the body coach thing and What? what? Yeah. Look, I, I I it's a long story, but I ended up going to confession. I'll look, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. I haven't been inside a church in ages. What the, what's the music? That music sounds familiar. Where's the confession box? What's it? There's a chicken. Hello? Hello, my child. Hello, Father. Uh, bl- what, um, bless Have you me. Have to confess your sins? 
yes, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It is uh, a long time since my last confession. How long precisely has it been since your last confession? A very long time, Father. I don't believe in confession normally, but I need to offload. Oh, right. Well, I suppose honesty is a, a good trait in a, in a God-fearing man. Um, what, what ails you, my child? Father, can you... Can that organist stop playing? It's really distracting me because I keep thinking I know the song. No, no, that's, that's, this is Mary's time every week for playing the organ. She's, she's really rather good, don't you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do um, you play the organ yourself? Yes. Oh, well, perhaps you could have a little chat afterwards. You know, we're always looking for volunteers here at St. Briacons. Father, I want to... I need to talk to someone. I produce a podcast with, um, with two friends of mine. It's called The Blind Guy's Chat. I don't expect you to know it. Oh, um, I don't expect you to know the words of the gospel either. Seems um, we have something in common. Okay. I produce a show, and on the last show, we interviewed a lovely lady called Roisin down in Mayo. And she's been doing a, a workout with the body coach on Zoom for some people. And I said I would do it as well. And I haven't done it. And I just can't bring myself to tell the guys I haven't done it. I wanted to tell you and maybe we could just pretend I did it. Oh, no, no, no. That's not really how it works. Confession doesn't come before the act. Knowingly committing a sin is, is, is a double sin. You're asking me to forgive you for something that you're going to do? Are you familiar with confession? Y- yes, Father. I just... I just... I can't tell them I didn't do it. And why not? Because they'll think bad of me. Maybe there's still time for you to do it. I have an app I could suggest to you. It's called the Body of Christ Coach. How about signing up for that one for the next few days? And that will balance things out. You can tell them you went on a spiritual journey. Can I come back to you on that one, Father? Well, it's all or nothing, I'm afraid. This isn't a negotiation. God doesn't do dialogue. Look, I'm I'm not very religious. I'm not very good at this. It's really taken me a lot to come into this church with social distancing and everything. I queued for 40 minutes outside. I just want to... I just want to tell someone and I want to go home. Well, I suppose... Given the trying times we are living in, and this really goes against everything I stand for, but okay. Thank you, okay? I'll see you again. I might be up at the church and meet the organist someday, okay? Oh, and don't forget that the donations box is on the way out. You know, you might drop by it on the way. Do you take cards, Father? Oh, uh, well, not normally, but I'd make an exception on this occasion. Bye-bye, Father. Talk to Mary on the way out about the organ. We could do with some more volunteers, you know. Okay. Thank you, Father. Go in peace, my son. God bless you. Somehow I don't think Stuart made a donation to that church. I could be wrong, but I'm probably not. And the music in the background, just in case you forgot, was the tune that Stuart wrote for me when I switched over to Sky. And if you remember, it went something like... Because I got sky, because I got sky, because I got sky. The question was, have we got any funny or embarrassing travel stories? Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's and it's really interesting. And I have a few, but I've I just pulled out one that I'll just tell mm. you guys really quickly. And it was okay. about fifteen, maybe twenty, maybe not twenty, but certainly fifteen years ago. 
And sure. I was flying back from one of the CSUN technology uh, conferences yeah. in Los Angeles, and I was flying on my own. Name dropping again. And I boarded, mm. <laughs> boarded the flight, um, the Aer Lingus flight, and I was yeah. in a window seat. And a person got in beside me, a lady who was, and I have to say, probably a very nice lady, an American lady, but she was all on for a big chat. I was not all on for a big chat. I was on for listen to my book and have a bit of a sleep or whatever. So yeah. she was all on and, you know, oh, you're blind. And I, and I, and I swear oh, to, and I, straight to I, heaven. I'm sorry for saying, but, and I said, I sorry, I difficult for me English <laughs> because I not. Uh, so <laughs> I pretend. So that was fine. She stopped talking. And so. an hour or so into the flight, the drinks trolley came round. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, now and you're the, trapped. And the air hostess <laughs> says, "Can I get you?" And I said, "Could I have a Carlsberg, please?" Oh. <laughs> In my Irish accent, so I felt awful afterwards. And she didn't. I didn't speak to the lady. She didn't no. t- talk to me again. She probably was appalled by me. And I, I don't know if there's any chance she's listening. I want to say sorry. So ah, that's yeah. my story. Fifteen years ago, okay. She okay. would have stormed off the plane, only she couldn't. Anyway, I apologize. Uh, that was good. me. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I've also a nice one. Uh, it was, um, I think, yeah, it was last or uh, just one of the um, uh, the last times I flew to London. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To for London side village. I remember and then, that. Uh, yeah, with, with chef. With chef. And then, yeah. yeah. Dropping again. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, I came uh, at at Heathrow with chef for the first time, and then everyone was so excited. Oh, guide dog. Da da da. I said okay, and I was nicely on time because it was quite a rush to go uh, to get on the airport on time by taxi, but it was good, you know. Finally. And then I said, "Oh, let me go quick to the uh, to the uh, to the gate." And then the the the, the nice uh, at that time nice uh, uh, person who wanted to guide me to the to the uh, to to the gate. He said, "Hey, you have a guide dog. I've never had this before. But uh, shall we go and look for the for the place where he can ease himself? You know." I said, "Ah, no, no, no need. I got plenty of time. You know, we can do that." Okay, if you you're in charge, you know. Okay, I follow the leader, and then we walked up uh, down. Uh, we elevator in, elevator out, and da 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 stairs up and down and whatever. And then he said, uh, "I don't know where uh, where to find it anymore." Uh, and then he he looked at his watch, a quarter to seven. <gasps> Your flight was. We need to be at the gate at a quarter to seven. I said, "Oh my god!" And then we came at the gate, and then the flight was gone. It was oh, gone. No, yeah, it was no. gone. Yeah, what? completely gone. Oh, poor Jan, he missed his flight. Anyway, do you remember this one? Where are we going to next? We're going to emails, I think. Yeah, to our other yeah. lovely hang lady. On, hang so, on, hang on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I plugged in the piano and the Did he? cable ah, at the other end. If he was going to confess about anything, I thought it would have been the piano. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. Sorry. And uh, Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Right. Right. Sorry. Right. Turned on. You're, turned on. Turned on. Are you sure now? Yes. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> Good Lord. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. In your, in, in your own time. Cloder's here to read your emails out. I'm oh blind guys, guys I love to hear from you and what you're all about. 
I'm blind guys, guys, guys. Get in touch and give us all your news. It can be good or bad, just let us have your views. We swear we'll read them out and we'll give you a shout. I'm blind, blind guys. guys are getting do you know what you kind of you sound a bit like what was the guy who held the longest note i think it's in in a ever in a pop song it's called lovely day um, oh yeah uh, oh, what's um, his name bill withers a lovely day oh yeah sorry uh yes bill withers there um i have to say i still prefer that jingle to the other email jingle but anyway nothing we can do about it now folks anyway we're back to Stuart again this time it's the fridge saga. Do you remember when he had to get a new fridge because he thought his old fridge was broken? Yeah, it's almost a pity now, but we have to go into some serious uh, discussion now. It's not right, Stuart? Yeah, it's very serious. There was an event a couple of weeks ago, and Stuart doesn't like to talk about it too too much because it's well, it 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 upset him. His it, fridge it, stopped working one day. Not right, not right, sure. Yeah, but you, you take, know, you take what it from happened me. was it stopped working the night that we recorded the first show. So oh. we finished the show, and you know, we were all chatting. They said, Oh, great, right, guys, talk to you soon. Yeah. We all hung up our our, uh, our phones, I was going to say, our, our lines, our links yeah. on teams. And I said, I'll go and dine for a cup of tea and put on the kettle. And I opened the fridge to get the milk. I kind of felt there was something not, and I was. Going up every so often, putting my hair to the fridge. No, there's something. I don't know. As you do. It's it's working. But I didn't want to touch the dial in case I'd mess it up. And I said, no, do you know, I'll just, I'm going to bed. I'll leave it. Look at it in the morning. I'm sure it's fine. I'm worried unnecessarily. (laughs) Get up the next morning. I got up early because I woke up and I wonder the fridge. And what do I do with my ear to the fridge? Nothing. Yeah. I said, there's something wrong with this thing. Started moving the dial. Nothing. Okay, it's definitely gone. And my my little trick of testing to see, does the light, can you feel the heat of the light when you open the door? Oh, yeah. Nothing. So I said, I got to get online and started looking for fridges. And I thought I had one that was, it's very difficult, by the way, shopping for a fridge when you're totally blind. It's even harder during COVID because you can't really ask someone to come around and help you measure it. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I, got, yeah. I got what I thought was the right size. Was that the check uh, online in this? Did you um, have a super duper major, fridge? A super duper, a super yeah. duper. Was it controlled uh, with an app, for example? Oh, they had everything. Major Irish um, retailer uh, oh. online. Uh, please put in your credit card. Da, da, da. It's just about, and it said, uh, this was the, when did we record our first show? The 13th of September, I think. And it yeah. said, estimated delivery the 25th of October. It's like, what? Huh? Can't wait till then. I have stuff sitting in the freezer. Uh, so then I said, <laughs> no, can't do that. Went on, next, went on to the next website. Then in the middle of it all, somebody rang, like I realized, oh God, it's 10 past nine. Somebody rang me with a, a work-related call. And I was like, God, I do have to keep working, but I also have to try to prioritize my fridge because it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. So looking around the internet, um, got a fridge. They said, this was Tuesday. Were neighbors now knocking on the door, bringing you food because you were starving? Not quite at that point, but they said it'll be delivered it still on Thursday. Early morning, yeah. yeah. So the fridge will be delivered Thursday. That was all great. I ordered the fridge, and then oh. got a call from them to say, "Oh, sorry, we made a mistake. It'll be delivered on Friday." So, oh, okay, okay. it's one no. day. It's all right. One, yeah. I 
So I was like, right, I'm going to keep the freezer closed for another day. I'll try to get res- re- rescue some of the stuff and then throw out the rest. That's just the way it'll be. I got up at lunchtime on that day, the Tuesday, to get a sandwich, opened the fridge to get the milk, and I heard this. And next thing, the thing comes on. Huh? It came on and worked. So? But I decided I'd better just get the new fridge. And the new fridge arrived on Friday, and it was kind of funny because these two guys arrived in with it—a big trolley thing, the fridge on the yeah. trolley. And you're meant to um, you're meant to clean and thoroughly um, empty the fridge of any ice if you want them to take it, right? Oh, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it because I didn't want to have to deal with it, and I'm sorry to say that I did not want to have to deal with cleaning out and mopping up the water. So I turned it off just before the the guys arrived took out the frozen stuff, put it in a freezer bag and I closed the fridge doors and I said to the guy, are you taking that one away? He said, uh, yeah, we are as long as it's empty. <laughs> I said, oh yeah. Don't yeah. open it. Don't yeah. open. <laughs> and then he goes to me, so uh, will I just leave it there and you can move it into position? And I said, where? where? Yeah, just it'll just be over there. And then I said, oh, sorry, I'm blind. He said, oh, oh my God. It didn't. Oh, sorry, sorry. So then we had a big kind of a, the awkward moment and shuffling everything around and Anyway, the main thing is they took the fridge out. The old fridge went. Probably dripped all over the van afterwards. And I'm sorry to them. They were, they were nice enough guys. I think if, not, they, if they listen to this podcast, they will recognize you. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. We so get bad emails now. So if people think it was bad that I didn't clean the fridge, I'm sorry. But I couldn't be coping with mounds. And our, that fridge was... 15 years old and wasn't great at being defrosted. Yeah. So <laughs> it's terrible. I, I can't get, I can't, it's just still going around in my head. It's, oh, I don't know. I was walking home on Saturday uh, just before lunch and my phone rang <laughs> and picked up the phone and a guy goes, hello, this is a uh, name of large um, Irish um, retailer speaking. Uh, I'd be and I was like, yeah, like, she'll be she'll be with you in about fifteen minutes. And uh, I was like, um, and actually, I have to say, the first thing I thought was, oh my god, are these the guys who delivered the fridge coming back to give out to me because the, the van got the van soaked and the other thing wasn't clean? Yeah. So I sort of said, um, sorry, and he said, uh, your fridge freezer. And I said, um, I got that fridge freezer three <laughs> three weeks ago, and he said, all right then, okay, thanks a million. Said, okay. <laughs> You almost got the second one. You hey. got second I, one. I know. I was going to say, maybe I should get one for the lads. But yeah. I actually was afraid they were going to ring and say, did you not clean yeah. your fridge? Yet? And I, w- I was literally just going to say, I was actually thinking I'm going to go in and like almost like barricade myself inside <laughs> and refuse to come out. So uh, thankfully, they some mix up in the system. They were going to give me a second fridge freezer. Ah, yes. I don't think we've been uh, invited officially yet to Jan's house, even though we were willing to supply a fridge and sleep in it. Anyway, moving on to what is undoubtedly my favourite Larry story. Uh, So this is the story about Larry jumping out of the car one Halloween. Well, I'm going to start proceedings this evening by telling you about the Larry, what I'm calling the Larry saga. We should have some dramatic music, but I'll print you do, do, do. Okay, off you go. Well, uh, well, I was thinking earlier on about who let the dogs out, because this is kind of what it's about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so good. Went around to the back of the car to open the boot, 
where Larry is, uh, he's not in a boot, but, you know, it's a hatchback. Yeah, yeah. Resident. So, resident uh, in the boot. Resident in the boot. Poor Larry. And uh, the he's boot. very happy to see people uh, running around. And his little friend from across the road, Lily, who absolutely loves him, saw Larry and was running over with her mum to say hi, Larry. Can we just say, because maybe, maybe she's listening or maybe her mum is listening. Hello, Lily, and hello, Lily's mum. And hope you're enjoying Indeed. the podcast. Natalie nice is, her, is her mum. Sorry, oh. Natalie. Natalie is her mum. Hello, Lily, Natalie. Lily is three, I think. Hello, Lily. <laughs> and she whispered in Larry's ear one time, I love you, Howie. Oh, bless her. That's cute. Bless, bless her. Yeah. Anyway, so Larry is looking at Lily, sees her and coming across the road, obviously, and he's looking around him and I put the lead onto him, just to, uh, onto, the, onto the collar, yeah. just to uh, get him out of the car and go into the house. Larry promptly bolts from the car boot and breaks the ch- the half choke, the collar that he's wearing, oh. and runs across the road. Yay, freedom, he's saying to himself. Not only that, I now am asking Cloda to quickly see what's happening. And unfortunately, Cloda has her hands full, so she can't really look behind her and see what's going on, but she, she goes in and drops her, her, her bags and that. But in the meantime, one of our neighbours uh, has their door open and is putting out a pumpkin out, out on the front driveway. Larry says, I'll have a bit of that. And Larry says, I'll have a bit of that. So he runs into our neighbour's house. Now, we don't know these neighbours very well. We've talked to them now and again, but not very well. And Larry certainly doesn't know them very well. But he decided he would run into this open door, and he did. Introduction. Yeah. Yes. And eventually Larry Halloween, maybe. Trick or treat. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Eventually Larry comes out and he's running around the place and Lily is screaming and laughing and she loves it. And eventually uh, Clodagh grabs him and I managed to get a new collar and we put him, put the collar on him and get the lead onto him and get him back into the house and tell him he's very bold, but he doesn't care because he's all hyper. Yeah. So that's all fine. And we got a bit of a shock out of that. I, me in particular. A couple of days later, Cloda is uh, just outside our house and she sees our the said neighbours that Larry had uh, frequented their house with mm-hmm. um, and goes over to them and says how sorry she was uh, that what had happened on Saturday and they say, no problem whatsoever, we love Larry, he's a lovely dog. Yeah. And she says, well, you don't mind me asking what happened? And uh, the father of the house said, um, well, he ran into the house well, th- this dog ran into the house. We didn't know it was Larry at the time. And he ran in to our son's play tent in the kitchen. So. So the son, uh, little boy had a play tent. I'm sure you might be familiar with it, Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, playing away in, in, the, in the kitchen and yeah. promptly sat down. And the husband puts it very eloquently. He said, I then had to invite Larry out of the play tent. <laughs> Which I love. I had to invite yeah. Larry out. Would you mind getting out of my house, please? Oh my God. So yeah, Larry but- came out and he pointed the in the general direction of the door, the husband did, and he gave him a little pat on the rump and Larry ran out. Do you remember our interview with Jenny Axler? Well, here she is telling us about living in Korea. I couldn't get a credit card for three months as a foreigner. Oh. So every time I needed to pay for anything, including my rent... 
um, someone ha- actually had to take me to the bank because, of course, everybody spoke Korean and I didn't at that time and get cash. So just little things like that that were just highly, highly inconvenient when I first arrived. It's, Would it not is- have been better to just steal stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Sure, or not I, everybody is but, like you. How would I know that nobody was looking and watching me? See, that's yeah. the problem. I take a risk. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Do you walk on your own? Is that allowed? Or is it easy? Or yeah, I don't know. You know, when you go to the Middle East, do they let me out? Do they let you no, out? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, please fill us in. There is an international school not very far from me, an international church not very far from me, but the city in which I live. Um, does not have a huge expat community. I don't, if I were in Seoul, it would be a little bit different. So yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it like for, for blind people, maybe um, navigating the streets, Jenny? I'm thinking of things like uh, audible crossings and tactile pavements. And, right. Like, do those things exist? They do in Seoul. They're everywhere. And in fact, they okay. have these dotted sidewalks that drive me nuts <laughs> because it's almost harder to step on them. But they, they do have very clear um, tactile paths. In Daejeon, not so much. And I, I will tell you, it's really interesting because before I came here, um, one of the Korean guys that works in, in the United States, we were talking about this situation. And this Korean guy that worked for us, he said, huh, he goes, you know, we don't really see that. Because he said, we just do not see disabled people out and about. And that's not just blind people. It's people in wheelchairs. And, um, you know, just in general, oh. their disabled people are not really visible in Korean society. But now that I'm here, part of it is absolutely the infrastructure. Um, they, they don't always have sidewalks per se. And then there are a lot of doorways where there'll be like this boulder that you step on to go in. And it's a really narrow doorway. There's absolutely no way a a person in a wheelchair could get there. It's it's just not. I once had a job transcribing prison phone calls. I say no. I wouldn't. I'm. I got it. I think yes. I'm going to go yes as well. I think this. I is mean, true. the tractor bit was was true. That was a, that was a weird that was a weird story. So this has got to be true. I'm going to go yes on this too. I say no. It is true. Ah, it's true. Yay. <laughs> Next question. Okay. In my teenage years, I seriously considered becoming a nun. That's a tough one. I'm sort of half thinking yes. So you say yes, Stuart. Uh, yes, I, I would. Strategic okay, one, yes. I go for no then. Okay. <laughs> I want or to no win. hangs on you, <laughs> not to put know. too much pressure on you. I'm going to go no. No. Yeah. yeah. So it's <laughs> not in a million years. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm still I one point not, ahead. I, I may like my solitude, but I am not even close to being that disciplined. <laughs> I would never. Aye, do that. Okay, this next question does it, guys. <laughs> What's the score? We're all uh, we're all the level. Score, the score is seven, seven eight. Seven eight. Yeah, you guys are seven. I'm eight. Yeah. I used to have Stevie Wonder's home and cell phone numbers. I am going to say yes on this yeah, because I know yes you would have, and you would have done tech support for him. I'd say that's a, a given. Yeah, I say too as well. Yes, yep. yes, yes. You're all right. I did. Hey, yeah, yeah. well, guys, listen, it was great to win. By the way, just on Jan and his uh, syringe and oranges, mm-hmm. um, we do, I, do, I was chatting to a couple of people over the last week who were saying, uh, "I'll take the vaccine from you guys. Uh, hey, like, when can I get it?" So um, okay. we need, well, to, well, we need my, to get some vaccine. My mother thinks we've got a very good deal going. You know, seven euro fifty plus lunch is not to be sneezed at. 
You know, and I'm going to give you wouldn't get uh, punched for that. You know, no. Well, no. okay. So, to, so just to Oren's mom, Mrs. O'Neill, right? We will give you lunch plus an extra cup of coffee or a glass of something stronger if you'd like. You see, I thought, and I, also I thought you were going to say we give her from, an extra vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, no. She, she'll be coming back for a second. I can, one anyway. I can do a double. I can do a double. <laughs> Just like a double whiskey, you know, I will do a double vaccine. <laughs> we could give her. Would she like an Irish coffee while she waits? Uh, no. Or she has a coffee, you're right, but she wouldn't know that. Uh, no, I don't think she'd okay, like Irish not the, Okay. Not okay. Strong coffee strong while coffee. she waits after yeah. the vaccine. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can email blindguyschat at gmail.com or tweet us at blindguyschat if you've any comments or questions. Here we are with a good old friend of mine. Here is Sabria Temberke from, uh, well, I know her from Braille Without Borders. And um, she is now joining us out of the Far East in India. Hello, Sabria. How are you? Hello. I'm very fine. I'm here in the summer in the tropics uh, on the very, very south of India. And it's very beautiful. We are right in the jungle. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, that is really good. Now, we are expecting 10 centimeters of snow in the coming weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> That's just in Jan's back garden. Yeah, it is in my back garden. Yeah, yeah, Enjoy yeah, the yeah. fine weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really good. But Sabria, how is life in India in, in, in the nice jungle? Are you surrounded with uh, uh, um, yeah uh, uh, animals? Are you? Uh, yeah, you what, are thinking what, of snakes life? and big spiders. Yeah. <laughs> we have all the all all that we have also, um, but they are not so dangerous actually. They are just big. Um, and then we have a beautiful lake with a lot of birds and fish and insects, and we are swimming every day, and we are oh. cleaning the lake from water plants. Then oh. we have dogs, we have uh, lots of plants. I mean, we we created, actually, we created a jungle. It was just a coconut, um, um, yeah, or there were just coconut trees, but yeah. uh, we created a jungle by planting a lot of other trees, a lot of nut trees and fruit trees and mangoes and Mm, yeah, bamboo bamboo forests, and okay. it's it's yeah, it's very beautiful. Can you tell wh- why on earth did you go to Tibet? You know, I think I was uh, at certain points very angry when uh, after I became blind, um, and angry not so much about being blind. That's uh, something that sighted people might want to think, mm-hmm. because they always want to feel good about them having not lost something that I might have lost. Yeah. The blindness was never the real problem for me. Uh, It was the society that has, in my eyes, completely changed in the attitude towards me. And I think I wanted to get out. I wanted to escape from Germany and I wanted to, um, yeah, escape from these restrictions. I mean, especially when when you're blind, um, then there are only a few or there seem to be only a few options open for you. We should not just think about our rights, right? I have the right for this. I have the right for that. What are the real rights that we have to think about is yeah. right to have adventure, right mm-hmm. to take over responsibilities, um, right to contribute 
to a society, right? To not just being, um, uh, being restricted to certain topics that are just blind topics. No way. I have also a political agenda. I have also a political impo- uh, or opinion. Yeah. And, uh, and I have maybe an environmental opinion. And I have a lot of things which are not very favorable uh, for some people, right? Yeah. And I don't need to be everybody's darling just because I'm blind. Looking back, and also I talked to my students who are now all mid-30s, um, they are happy that they, like me, went through this stage of hardly any technology because they are, they are very, very fluent in Braille. They can use computers also because it's, it's easy to learn computers, right? But it's not so easy to get back to Braille once you have not had this. So in, for them, um, the, the, the reading, the being able to read and being able to read between the lines, being able to understand how texts are formatted, how texts are lay, layouted, especially for born blind people who have never seen this. Um, is uh, is very very um, yeah is very much of advantage. But do we really need equipments to um, uh, to, to test how full my cup is? Can I just <laughs> listen to yeah. it? How full it uh, may be, or can I just not just put my finger in there? Do I really need a device that tells me how the weather is outside? Why can't I just put my <laughs> head out of the window, right? Most of our students that went through Braille Without Borders, they're actually businessmen and very, very yeah. successful businessmen. When we came last time, when we came in 2017, they all invited us to the most expensive restaurants and we were never able to pay oh. because they said, no, 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 That's we pay though. and we pay for everything. I'm delighted to welcome Professor Luke O'Neill to the Blind Guys Chat. Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Stuart. Very happy to be here. Luke, it's lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Clara. Eilish from Dunmanway says she's, I'm terrified of needles. Is there a vaccine that could be administered any other way? Not for the moment, no. But the needle is extremely thin, by the way. I mean, it's a, it's a painless thing. You won't feel it going in your arm. So, so my advice would be turn away. <laughs> don't, don't look. look. <laughs> Close your eyes, Eilish. We've, we've been practicing with needles I'm on a, the arm. I'm a fast fictionator, you know. I'm yeah, Jan is actually yeah. very good yeah. at this. Yeah. 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 Jan's going to be our master. You don't see it. Come on. Master <laughs> vaccination. <laughs> There's a follow-on question there, which is very important for you, Lucas. When we're vaccinating, um, should we make? Should Jan be making a running start? <laughs> or you know, does he need to? Does he need to back up a bit and you know go into the next door neighbours? Well, that would just, certainly you know... frighten the person being vaccinated. Might they run away? <laughs> wouldn't they? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, um, I'm wondering should I follow on then, seeing as you're talking about you guys vaccinating people, Oren? Um, go we got we got an email from Claire. Yeah. Who says the blind guys have offered to vaccinate me, but how do I know they won't hurt me? Yes, also, very gentle fellows, I think. Just talk to them. <laughs> you don't know them very well, Luke. <laughs> she says, also, they're insisting to have, they have to inject my bum, and I don't want them to see my bum. <laughs> Jan said I, he wants to, I think, inject her bum. That's well, not, recommended. That's not they, recommended. They said it's okay as they're blind, but I'm worried they'll have to feel their way around, and I don't okay, like no. that idea, unless it's Jan. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> There's a little something going on there. Yeah. Um, can you tell them to inject, them, uh, inject it into my arm instead? So you've already Absolutely. done that, so that's you good. Mu- Perfect. It has to be a muscle, very important. It goes into muscle. Oh, okay, uh, that's bottom, interesting. Unless okay. that woman has a very muscular bottom. I think the, <laughs> the thing is to go into the muscle. Yeah, so we don't have to, to check that one out. 
so we don't have to find a vein because one of the things we were talking about last yeah, week we was was how do we find a vein, a vein? No. Yeah. Oh, I, I must correct myself uh, Stuart there is muscle in people's bums so maybe the bone would work but, uh, <laughs> I don't know that they'll find an easy it's easy guys you don't need to find a vein absolutely straight yeah. into any muscle the muscle oh. up in your upper arm is a good one to go out yeah. and we're sorted Very yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Claire doesn't have to worry so hello this is Chantal last year we met as a spouse of Jan These days we are still married, and now I'm driving the tandem, and behind the tandem there's a doggy ride, so we can drive the whole island with Chef behind our bike. So it's amazing seeing us and going around. So I would like to take this opportunity to welcome Elaine Anthony and Chantal Defetta. Chantal is Jan's partner, wife. Mm -hmm. And Elaine is um, the partner or wife of one of our our most entertaining listeners, uh, Gordon Anthony. (laughs) Chantal, how did you meet Jan? Well, uh, we met in uh, in Nigeria. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) We've heard Jan talk about Nigeria. Yes, yes, yes. So we are working for voluntary services overseas. And once in a while once a year they gather all the volunteers to to chat and to have a break in the country oh, so okay. actually <laughs> that's funny I, uh, I i would like to listen to the dutch radio station and i didn't know how to get it so one volunteer introduced me to jan because he knew anything about radio dutch radio so that's how we met and then we we started to send a short message uh, text sms yeah, and then um, well, he said, "Well, I want to meet uh, again," and we had an appointment. But the traveling in Nigeria was also very long, so it took six hours. Wow. So once one came to your house, mm-hmm. you definitely stay because there's no hotel, nothing. So that's how he introduced he, he himself, himself, and yeah, so Brilliant. that's how. It, and then he got malaria wow. and he stayed in my house for two weeks. He got malaria <laughs> and you had to nurse him out to help. Wow, that's, that's, it. that's how we met. That's an introduction and a half. Oh, that's amazing. That's, uh, yeah. Wow. And then we, uh, after one year, uh, we, in Nigeria, we, we lived for, I think, one day traveling uh, separate from each other. So we didn't see each other a lot. But when we saw each other, it was long. It was for one or two weeks. So I just wanted to ask you guys, what's your experience of guiding your partners? I know Chantal Yan uses has a guide dog called Chef, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the story is with Gordon. Is he is yeah. he a white cane user or is he a guide dog person? He is a white cane white cane user, and he doesn't have a dog, a guide dog. He uses technology, so he's got uh, he phones up Be My Eyes or. There's several apps that he uses to get about. Um, and when you're guiding him, like if you're out and about together, I presume you do the sighted guide thing, do you? Yes, I do the sighted guide thing. And um, we had somebody come to the house to give me training. So um, I was taught how to guide and all the family know how to do it as well. Is it offered in the Netherlands, Chantal? No, I don't. I don't think we have really training for the partners. Yeah, they do have for the blind people themselves, yeah. but not not for us. So, but, uh, so when you guide Jan, 
Yeah. Although you probably don't have to as much, I suppose, with, with, with well, Jan's well, guide dog. Yeah, we have the dog now for two years. So before I, I guide a lot, of course. Yes. But, but, um, but he's also very, um, he likes to do things on his own. He's so, very independent, yeah. Yes, yes, independent. And so I don't, um, well, I guide him a lot. And also the children when they were, yeah. young, when they were yeah. three or four years old, they, they guide him. Wow, Especially that's amazing. The, uh, the eldest, the boy, he is always uh, uh, he's so um, uh, afraid that he, his dad will overcome something. Oh. So he will always guide him. And uh, his sister, well, it's, it's a different uh, piece. Yeah, that's I suppose <laughs> the, the eldest child takes the yeah, responsibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's very, yeah, he takes the responsibility. He doesn't get annoyed with anybody. It's me that gets annoyed when I'm the guide because... You know, like you say, the the public don't really see a cane. We tried wrapping um, like a colour tape around it, and that made no difference. Um, the only thing that actually really worked was um, wearing dark glasses. So I used to buy cheap sunglasses for him to wear, and for some reason yeah. that worked, and people saw that rather than you know, like putting something on his arm, yeah. you know, a yellow pad or something. And um, so the glasses seemed to work. Um, the other thing was, though, that, you know, when we, when I go out a lot, you know, and I'm guiding him, I get really hot and bothered. I yeah. don't know if it's, so I was, I, I don't know if it was my age getting hot flushes or anything. No, it's it was stress. Not. It was stress, probably. Stress. stress. So yeah. we found this, a... Uh, thing that wraps around his arm and it's got a handle on it so he wasn't actually touching my arm so when I was getting too hot I was like I was like getting annoyed like get off me type thing even though it wouldn't be so bad if I had my jacket on but in the summertime if he's actually holding my yeah it's, it's just annoying yeah. so we managed to get this thing called angle tag I think it was called angle tag I think I've no ramble tag ramble oh. tag I remember that. I think we may have talked about that on the podcast early on. We bought the Ramble tag. Yeah. And it's great. And it's actually, you know, it was keeping the heat. If we were walking for a long time, I wasn't overheating. Yeah. um, And it was a way of him staying close to me and being able to feel safe walking. Once we we went on holiday and then we we drove through Paris and then he, he remembered, oh, my cane, I didn't get my cane. Oh, so no. we went for holiday for three weeks. No cane. So. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so he has to order a new cane to deliver on the on the campsite. Oh, so he wow. was doing that in a car. But then it would take two or three days. So meanwhile, <laughs> we bought a broom. <laughs> oh no. Oh. A broom, and we 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 we. Uh, we did some tape on the broom so he was walking. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but the thing was it was too heavy to handle. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd say. But we had we had we had fun. We had yeah. fun. But these kinds of things are very uh well you won't yeah. forget. He met a lot of ma- neighbors of the campsite because oh, really? the te- <laughs> <laughs> walking into the wrong tents and stuff. Yes. Gordon found it really hard to try and get the toothpaste to go on his toothbrush. And it was a, such a silly thing such a simple task that he was struggling with. And it wasn't until he met somebody else or he spoke to somebody and they said, all you do is just suck the toothpaste out. You don't even have to try and put it on your brush. That's <laughs> yeah. genius. You just yeah. 
just oh my take, god, yeah, that's just, genius! Just, yeah, just take the toothpaste, suck it out, and then brush your teeth. Yeah, and uh, honestly, <laughs> I mean, obviously, we have different toothpastes, uh-huh, um, yes. but uh, it's been blind for quite a while. Elaine, this is changing my life. I spend my days cleaning the bloody sink from toothpaste and the floor. That was me as well. And I was like, oh, dear. And now, clean as anything the sink. No bother. Oh, that's genius. This one must be the only time we've heard Stuart Lawler in absolute shock. Is that Veronica Hicks? It is. It is. From The Crown. (laughs) From the crown. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Okay, I did not realise this was happening. Hey, yeah, 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 Veronica Hicks. Yeah, from the crown. From the crown, Mister Stewart. Crown. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> good job. There's no good job. There's no video here. <laughs> Why, Stewart? And I felt very unprepared for the person we were supposed to be interviewing because I, I had nothing done. <laughs> Tell us how this all started. It's 30 years since I got involved in AD. I can't, I mean, wow. you know. Really? I am, you know, I am eternally, I'm eternally youthful, obviously, and I've got blonde hair and I think <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> I was working, actually, at that time uh, at Channel 4 television, and um, I, was a, I was a sort of was a continuity announcer. In, in, I was acting, yeah. but in between acting, I got this job as a continuity announcer. And um, where you have to kind of write to time, you know, you have mm. to be able to put your little inserts in, and now a little bit of, you know, domestic drama, blah, 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 blah. And um, suddenly at some point, I think, I think it was actually my boss at Channel 4, he said, um, do you know this, that Europe, they're, they're doing, they want to do a research project. The EU wants to do a research project into audio description. And I, I can't say I'd known about it at that point. But they, and he said, you know, I think you'd be brilliant at it. So I said, well, thank you very much. So I, yeah. um, I applied. And basically, yeah, EU was looking to find out the feasibility of whether audio description would work, would people want it, and how on earth it would actually be done. And this is such a long time ago. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't the technical backing for it or anything like that, or indeed the will to do it. So I, I got the job as the researcher, really. See, I am the researcher that you thought you were going to talk about. So I'm- uh-huh. <laughs> Good. We're not lying at all. Yeah, <laughs> I was given the job of researching the feasibility of audio description from the visually impaired community's point of view, blind, partially sighted people's point of view. Um, other people were looking at the technicalities and how on earth it would work. My brief was really just to find out all about it and to, to go and talk to people up and down the country, up and down Britain. And I did come to Ireland as well to, to talk to people about what they want, what they think they want, what they thought they want. Because, of course, when you're talking about something you don't know, you don't necessarily know what you want mm. until you find out what you don't want. So it's kind of, it's one of those known unknowns and unknown knowns, you know, kind of <laughs> what, what will really work. And, and it was brilliant, actually, for about two years or so or more. I oh, was yeah. talking to blind societies all over the place. And I went to France, and I went to America, to, where they had already started audio description, to kind of get a grip to, on, on what needs to be done and how it should be done. Eventually, I wrote up my report and it became part of uh, a, a big auditor report and it became the basis of, you know, the, the UK guidelines on, on how to approach audio description. 
can you take us through what you do, say, to, to audio describe an episode of The Crown? Do you Obviously, you get the footage or do you get the script or do you kind of have to, how long does it take you to do it? Well, mm, I mean, all I can, I can tell you just the, the, the history lesson. The very first film that I ever worked on from start to finish was the Irish film, which some people, some Irish people liked, other people Irish hated, which was Hear My Song. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. In 19, oh, Lord, whatever it was, in the 90s. And I know that that very first film took me about 80 hours. I know that because I was working, I was writing on, on my knee, you know, because there's so many things to take into account, you know, when you do a description to make it absolutely perfect. And I, I think there might be one error in it, but I'm not telling you what that is. But I, because you, there surely you know, could you be have, no errors. We're talking to Veronica. <laughs> not there be no errors whatsoever. I think it's yeah. something to do with Irish dancing. I think it might have been something to do with Irish dancing that was wrong. But um, it, so that was eighty. But I mean, now nowadays these things, an episode of The Crown is nearly is nearly an hour. But of course, it's got so much detail in it. Yeah. It's what your material is. Some things don't take a long time, but that is so precise, and every detail has got to be taken into account. And I'm very, you know, I'm very fastidious about it. So, I mean, uh, an episode will take me, you know, certainly several days. The recording part doesn't take so long. That might, that'll t- probably take a day. But the actual writing, and you are looking at a script. Eventually, they send you a script. Most of the time, they don't send the scripts straight away. Yeah. But I think I probably know enough about, you know, royal matters and protocol and all of that by now to kind of know what things are. And then, of course, you use the internet a little bit and there and there. But you do get a script. Eventually, you do get a script. So you can yeah. actually cross-reference what I've written and what actually happens. Um, because, of course, you have to then decide what you've got time to say. The important thing when you s- select what to say is, is this piece of information relevant? So yeah. the four pillars of description are who, what, where, and when. Those are your kind of your pillars as okay. to what's happening on screen. Mm-hmm. So sometimes describing costume is, is totally relevant. There was that, you know, I think it was in the, was it in the last series of um, Olivia Coleman on the trooping of the colour? Oh, yes. Prepares, she gets on horseback and she come, prepares to come through the palace, you know, out. So very relevant, all of that, completely relevant to set up the scene, to set up what she's wearing, the, you know, the, and, and, and the horse guards and, you know, all of that. Other times, clothing is not that important because something else is more important. Yeah. Um, other times, it's where are they now? Where are they? They've gone from Scotland to so-and-so. So you've mm. got to you've got to lead the, the listener through where to, to the new location. So yeah. then um, I'm always you know, telling student uh, describers, hey, I don't want to know in the middle of the film that somebody's wearing a blue jumper. I mean, that's really not relevant at that yeah. point. But you see, I think it's, and I think you've made an interesting point because it's interesting what people want from AD, maybe let's say people who have had sight pre- previously in their lives and people yeah. who have never had sight. So I've never had sight, but the guys here have. So they might have a different view of what they need to, to understand. But I love, and I, I suppose, and the other point I was going to make is I love how you use your tone of voice your voice yeah. so for example you know maybe um, margaret is looking at the queen and you're 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 explaining to us a particular look or there's there's a a, yeah. um, a, um, a glance or something and your voice is just perfect absolutely perfect i'm i'm pleased to hear it but i mean that i mean that, the thing is it's a drama in itself you know you you are actually you're not the center of attention but you're kind of guiding it along so you want to make sure that you know the spirit of what's happening there is reflected in one's voice 
Yes, hey guys, yes indeed, live from the beach, from the Caribbean, the Dutch Caribbean. Um, yeah, we are here uh, enjoying the beach, I must say. And yeah, one of our favorite shows, I still think, is the one with uh, Hector. And yeah, Hector seems to be here also around on the island, but um, he prefers his bathtub. So, please enjoy. God's sake, I'm sick of this. Really, I'm sick of this. Sick hey, of this. Stuart. Hi, Claudia. How are things? Sure, grand. Great. Do you know? I'm I'm okay. I mean, I'm kind of working here. Um, okay. Have you seen the guys? Because like it is three minutes to eight by my clock, and we're supposed to be recording at eight o'clock. Oh, okay. Well, they're in the pub watching the Grand Prix. Did they not tell you? No, they didn't tell me. This oh. is yet another. Oh, Stuart, I'm sick I, of this, Claude. I'm really sick of it. I know, but I really don't want to get involved. You know how I hate conflict. No, I, look, you, do you know something? You don't have to. I, I'm, let's, I'm going upstairs. I'm going to the HR director. I'm really not happy anymore. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Where's the, where's the door? Oh, my God. This is... Hello? 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 Hello, are you blind? The door is here, just opened it. Oh, what, what do you want? Uh, um, oh, are you, are you the, are you the HR direct, director? That's what it says over the door. Are you blind? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, yes, I'm one of the blind guys from downstairs. Oh, right, come on in. There's a chair over there, but geez, don't, for God's sake, don't hit off the jacuzzi. I'm only after getting the setting right. What? What? Well, I'm in the jacuzzi. I want you have it installed in my office. You have a jacuzzi. I have a very stressful job. I need to relax. Now, come on in. Okay, look, I, I, I have some HR issues and I'd like to bring them to your attention, please. Right, is this going to take very long? And, sorry, who did you say you were? I'm, I'm Stuart. I'm one of the blind guys. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I know now. Yeah. Actually, you're the guy that I believe I've had a few problems with. Um, apparently you seem incapable of sending emails to the right people. I got a note about that, and uh, been actually, I've been meaning to call you in for a little bit of a disciplinary, Stuart. What? Yeah, but to be honest, I'm too busy. I've contracts to get out the door, so I haven't got time right now. You, by the way, you wouldn't happen to have uh, the contact details for a Shea Mark by any chance, would you? So, but, sorry, he is not part of this team. He doesn't oh, even work oh, here. I'm, I'm, well, I'm very sorry, Mr. Laura. I didn't realise you had anything to do with the hiring or the firing around here. He's actually, for your information, the new director of promos, and he needs a new desk. There's very little room downstairs, and, you know, Jan, Cloda, and Horn. They're all working very hard, and I've had no complaints about them. See where this is going, no, Mr. Lawler? No way. No bloody Anyway, listen, that's separate. You've come up here, you've interrupted my valuable relaxation and restoration time here in the jacuzzi for some reason yet to be explained. So, you've got two minutes. What do you want? I'm so annoyed. I'd like to make a formal complaint about two of my colleagues, Orin O'Neill and Jan Bloom. Hang on, hang on a second. So... Right, there you go. Take this, fill it in, and bring it back to me. Sorry? This, here, take it. Take it. It's a HR engagement form. Now, I've no idea what it is either, but take it. What the... Fill it in and bring it back to me. It's very simple, and you're out of time. Is this available electronically, please? No. Take this, fill it in, and bring it back to me. But exactly. Now, if you don't mind... (sighs) 
Hang on, you, you can't more give more elastic to do. But you can't give a blind person a form that's in print. It's not accessible. Mr. Lawler, I've given you the form. It's up to you. Fill it out. Bring it back to me. Do you know something? You can forget it. Just and forget it. Yeah, we should do that more often, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. now, you, you know, the Dutch and the, and the British guy, you know, we, we are going a well, a lo- long, quite well along, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Lads, hey. how the hell are you? Hey. Come on in. Hey. There we are. La, la, Get yourself la, a few la, drinks la, there. Enjoy yourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't mind if I do. Oh, yeah. Good race, good race. Yeah. Great race, great race. Super. You'll never guess, right? Keep this to yourselves. I just had Lawler in. Complain. And I sent him oh. off with a print form. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're nearly at the end of the show. We've just got two items left. I'd just like to say on behalf of Blind Guys Chat, to all our guests, thank you very much for the first 50 episodes. We couldn't have made this podcast without you and your generosity and your time. Uh, thank you so, so much. We really, really do appreciate it. And also to you, listeners, We really appreciate your feedback. We love the fact that the show has been listened to and that you seem to like it. And we will continue to make it as long as we possibly can. We will hope to have a special show for our two-year anniversary. So you might be involved in that. We might be doing something similar to what we did at Christmas, or maybe we'll do something new. Uh, And if you've got any suggestions, don't forget to uh, email us at blindguyschat.com at gmail.com and the Twitter machine is still working away at Blind Guys Chat. But for now, I'm going to leave you with what I think is still the funniest joke and funniest moment on Blind Guys Chat, uh, which is our, our first Christmas show in 2020 when Santa came to visit us. And we were all thrilled and Santa decided that he wanted to tell us a joke. And I'm going to leave you with the Spin Rockers, who were also on the Christmas show. If you remember, they were a group from uh, Texas School for the Blind. And they were really fun to interview. And they have a great song called The Jaws Song. So I'm going to include that at the very, very end. So thank you very much for listening, folks. And we will see you in two weeks' time. I was wondering, could, could I tell a joke? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Always. Yeah. Could I tell a joke? Would, would that be all right with the boys and girls like a joke? Boys and girls, would you like to hear a joke? Yeah. You would. Great. And I'm glad the presenters are getting what I'm doing here. Right, here we go. Now, <laughs> so, here, here's my joke. Um, and, and you can, let's, here's the joke. Okay. I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk my, about myself in the third person here. Okay, it's a Christmas joke. I'm going to talk about myself in the third person, but just oh. let's say Santa doesn't usually do that. Okay, here we go. Yes. Why does Santa Claus have three gardens? <laughs> Garden. Oh. Yes. Nope. Why does Santa Claus have three gardens? Stuart, do you know the answer? <laughs> yes. Stuart, tell me the answer. It's my favourite Christmas joke. It because is! Because he loves your, what's because, the answer, Stuart? Tell me the punchline. Because he loves to. Because <laughs> he what? The children can't hear you, Stuart. He, lo- he loves to ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Because I love to ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, my God.
Sorry, Santa. That's my favourite joke. Santa, I can't tell. Every year I crack up at that joke. I don't know what it is. Why did you have to pick that one, Santa? It's my favourite joke. I love okay. it. It's got me in it. He knows when you've been better good. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like singing a song or something, you know, because yeah. you've, re- you've really got us into the, not just the spirit of Christmas, Santa, you've got us into the magic of all of this, what is the, all this is about, the real Santa hanging out with the blind guys. And I have to say, when we all came up with this podcast idea in you know, August... And girls, sorry. When we, st- <laughs> when we started this podcast, we never dreamed in a few months we'd have the real Santa with us. Yeah. No. God bless really? you, Santa. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for asking me. You're very good. If we write next year, would you come back? I'd be delighted. Oh, oh my if- gosh, he's booked in. Yeah. But- so yes, should I, I just... I hold on, should- hold on, hold on. Oh, he's the calendar. Oh, yeah. Put in his Google, Google calendar. Santa, do you use Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar? Just out of curiosity, what do you use? Uh, uh, Santa Calendar. Works much better. Yes. Never crashes. It, it, it makes December bigger because I've got more stuff in December. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've booked blind guys chat in for December. Okay. Oh, great. okay. So, and next year I'll just email you directly. It won't go through Lucky. It just takes the person out of the. That's down to you, Stuart. It's not, it depends who you write to. Yes. Uh, okay. But you elves can write to me. Good. Elves, elves are always good, yeah. My elves are fantastic. Yes, especially Lucky. Lucky's very good. Okay. Lucky's been great. Yes. Anything else we want to say to Santa, lads? Just thank mm. you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, it's Santa. a pleasure. Very, I, I, it's been a pleasure. Uh, lovely to talk to you all. And bye-bye to the boys and girls. And I hope you'll be good. I'm going back to now. I've got a few minutes to do a bit more work on the toys before I talk to Ray Darcy. So I, I'm going to go and, and, and work on the toys and get your toys ready for Christmas. I'm Hang on. To, I'm uh, re- Santa, just one minute yes? and I'll, I'll do my... Hello, Santa. Hello, Santa. Oh, 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 oh. That's the Ray Darcy thing, just to get you ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Thank That's you. Well on, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna write that blog using jaws and windows. I'm gonna stop till I can't no more. I'm gonna write that blog using jaws and windows. I'm gonna stop till I can't no more. I got my laptop in my bag, headphones in the jack. Jaws will help you master any task. To hear open programs, press all tab. Tab will take you forward, shift tab will take you back now. Jaws is gonna tell me something. I'm about to learn something. Jaws is gonna tell me something. I'm about to learn something. Open start menu, press Windows key. Focus on the desktop, Windows key with D. Yeah, stop Jaws from talking, press the control key. File Explorer, Windows key and E now. Jaws is gonna tell me something. I'm about to learn something. Jaws is gonna tell me something. I'm about to learn something. Yeah, I'm gonna write that blog using Jaws and Windows. I'm gonna type till I can no more. I'm gonna write that blog using Jaws and Windows. I'm gonna type till I can no more. Read all 
Caps Lock H. Current word, Caps Lock H. Sentence, Caps Lock H. Current line, Caps Lock I. Line by line, press the arrow keys. Spell a word, Caps Lock H, twice quickly. God knows, stress, I've been through all that. I'm like a Jaws rock star, so I keep going back. Wish I could write that blog using Jaws and Windows. I'm gonna type till I can't. Yeah, I'm gonna write that blog using Jaws and Windows. I'm gonna type till I can't no more. I'm gonna write that blog using Jaws and Windows. I'm gonna type till I can't no more. BusyBusyProductions.com